Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Thanks for joining us today, guys, uh, at the Sipping Social Podcast. Uh, we have a special guest with us today, Sam from Cody Road out of Iowa. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. We're excited uh, to sit down with you and learn about your products. But first and foremost, before we get into the podcast, what are we sipping on today, boys? I got the Weller Special Reserve, the original weeded bourbon. Mm, nice. Johnny, what are you sipping? I'm sitting over here par for the course with the Captain and Coke. Beautiful. Mm, Sam, what good. you got? I got some Cody Road Rye. Ooh, Ooh, nice. And I'm sipping on some Captain and Coke as well because uh, Johnny inspired me. Let's have a little cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers Cheers to the podcast. It's a long reach. Ooh, that's tasty. Check out our Instagram page. Check out our Facebook page. Uh, We're trying to get more active on that stuff. Let your friends know about it. Follow us on those. Great pictures on there, uh, especially when Garrett's busting out his uh, Infinity Barrel picks. I always enjoy that. Let's get into some restaurant news that's uh, prevalent in the area. Garrett, you're going to lead us on this one because you're the one that informed me on the new news based on... A little update here. A little update on the Fox River Distillery. (laughs) We talked earlier about uh, Fox River Distillery going out of business and they said that they were because of new craft industry tax laws uh, they were no longer able to stay in business which is a complete farce they sold Mm -hmm. they weren't even expecting to sell and they uh, got an offer they took it they cashed out sweet Um, good for them right I I mean yeah absolutely that's a a dream right to start a company and sell it for more money than you started with profitable yeah totally agree I got ghosted the first time when I asked them to try to buy a barrel off of them not gonna lie to you I was a scavenger looking for some pre-scraps but then i went back at it again and uh contacted the owner on her cell phone directly Ooh. um she did not respond to me in uh by a phone call but by a text message saying that uh they just decided to sell and they took all of their whiskey with them so there will be a new distillery opening in illinois using a base of their product as the start under the same name or i doubt i doubt okay it. change the names change the brand yeah i mean if you're, gonna, if you're gonna keep the same name i can't imagine you can open up fox river distilling uh in sandwich illinois oh you sure you kind of have to be on that river yeah, to yeah. have that distillery yeah. so sam have you had any of their products are you familiar with them yeah the uh the harrington vodka is really good yeah um they're they're actually was friend, was, was really, yeah. yeah it was really good unfortunately i gotta say it was now <laughs> yeah um they're they're actually friends of the distillery so oh nice. yeah, that's cool i've, I've had i didn't the, know that yeah i've had the opportunity to meet them a few times they're oh, super sweet. sweet people and i i've always i enjoyed the bennett mill several times in my life we talked about this when uh uh when we were initially talking about it but yeah i thought their bourbon always had promise and it was it, it felt like it was in the right direction as was, far as it was the moving went. faster yeah. in the right direction than a lot of local craft distilleries I think around right. us have. Sure. So that being said, if you can find a Bennett Mill on the shelf, I would definitely buy it. Eat it up, right? It's not going to necessarily be worth more later, but... Right. But not ever made again, again, right? Yeah. But yeah. it was a good bottle. Right. Well, the single barrel was for sure. Yeah. And I think the other stuff was pretty good. So I'd say buy it and maybe stash it on the shelf and say this is something you can never find well, again. Also, it's a conversation piece. Yeah. Totally something agree. that's local that you can't get it like anymore, you know, if you're able to say that you got that. That's, oh, for that's sure. pretty cool. It's like... Busting out an old record or something later, yeah. you know, yeah, bands absolutely. you forgot about. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, after the artist uh, sold all of the rights to everything, <laughs> it course, doesn't make yeah. it anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on Roosevelt Road in Glen Allen, there's this new Canes opening up uh, across from Los Bees. Yeah, the old Arby's. Yeah, the old Arby's. So someone was telling me that this is a good late night spot if you're a little inebriated. So you want some good grub. I went is, to the one on 59 in Naperville. Didn't feel like that? Or well, what? no, I'm not saying it's not, but I didn't know that they were open late. I thought there was just like a normal like chain. I thought it would be done at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. So oh, that's what somebody told me. If you're starting at noon and late for you at 6 p.m. for some late night chicken, <laughs> the, the, the chicken is really good. Okay, so it's a chicken joint? Yeah. That's what it is, So It's, it's fried chicken. It's, okay. like, um, it's like a dumbed-down version of uh, it's a place that's closed on Sunday all the time. Oh, Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A yeah. yeah. So like they only make chicken strips so if you get a chicken sandwich it's three chicken strips on bread with uh, lettuce tomato and there's spicy mayo i gotcha um i think it's really good i've never eaten there so sam you, you know anything I, about that johnny I mean, chick-fil-a for sure okay but not a on a not, sunday though no dice no no dice yeah, yeah. If, if you're hungry yeah. on a sunday no it's a chicken. long wait on sunday for mm-hmm. some chicken. if you order them on doordash you get to set it up on a sunday you have to set it up for monday yeah yeah I'm, I'm excited about it i've heard from multiple people that it's pretty good stuff yeah i didn't good. know that it was like you know just chicken strips, and then they just kind of do like ten things with chicken strips. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty smart. <laughs> I mean, you're literally making. When one I was there, like, at that point, it's a, there's only like five different ways to order your chicken strips. Yeah, sure, sure. Probably a lot of sauces, though, right? Oh, the number five chicken strips. Yeah, number two chicken strips, <laughs> and number, uh, yeah. so like. I also want to say, you know, as a late night place to get, uh, you know, some some food when you've had a couple is. I just want to say good luck on the gauntlet that is Roosevelt Road going oh, through Glen Allen oh, and yeah. Wheaton with those freaking cops that sit on the side yeah, of the road in darkness. Definitely, definitely Uber. Yeah. yeah. Go Every Uber driver drive through the drive through there. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I'm down with that. The chicken yeah. is good. I'm not, I'm, I think we should probably do a remote podcast from Canes on the opening day. <laughs> oh, perfect. That'll, yep. that'll be if real. If we can't hot. get in, we'll just bring our own whiskey. If we, yeah. I'll work on that. All right, cool. And if we can't get in, we'll just do it from the parking lot outside. Yeah. On top, in, in your in the back of your truck, yeah, like on the back. You can do it like a real, <laughs> like a fucking folding table in the back of the truck, like real Wisconsin yeah. style. We can tailgate the opening of the canes. That's a great idea. We bring our dogs; they would be really happy with that. We'll bring some let the wives brandy. go in there and go shopping, yeah. and we'll be drinking in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you've not been to this place in Wheaton, we I, I'm surprised we haven't talked to a, about this place more. Uh, it's it's kind of a staple. <laughs> it's a show. Uh, it's a staple of, of Wheaton Carroll Stream. Yeah, yeah. It's it's on the border of Wheaton and Carroll Stream. It's um, on the dive bar tour of the DuPage County area. Totally. Okay. Okay. Right. So th- this is Sully's it, it, Tavern. I, I think it's Tavern. I, I right? think it's just Sully's. Sully's a friendly Sully's place. place. Sully's, Sully's place. place. Yeah. And their sign is like this old beat up white sign that has like a rainbow. It says like Sully's a friendly place to. Hang or something like that, or a friendly place to meet people to it die looks, alone. So they they outline it <laughs> for you before you go in. Exactly, it, it looks like twelve year olds threw rocks at it for twenty years. Yeah. So uh, wow. the big news in Wheaton and the dive bar <laughs> trail, we got our own dive bar trail in Wheaton. I spent a lot of time at this place too. So like, I'm calling it a shithole, but I definitely spent time there. I've, I had plenty of great times in oh, there. Yeah. Free pool um, on Thursdays, but no yeah. more smoking in there. That's the big news. I, is it 2010 again? <laughs> <laughs> we're, Ten years we're back later, to the, we're back to the yeah. back we, to the future. We had a rant here, on this, right? Yeah, we did yeah. have a rant on this. So uh, yeah, so no more smoking in Sully's. They had the loophole, no ashtrays on the bar. Half slit cans of beer that you can grab to ash in, or your empty beer bottle, or your empty Captain and Coke, or, the floor. or your empty Rumplemans, or the floor, yeah. or the floor. <laughs> or the so the, the, the way it worked was that they, you just if if the cops went in there. 
if you were smoking, you got a ticket, yeah. not the establishment. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that's no more. The first rule of Sully's is you don't talk about the smoking in Sully's. <laughs> oh, nice. I talked about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, what, what's your thoughts on this? Have you have you been well, over Sully's, there since there? First of all, before we get there, Sully's was also one of the first places that you could leave at 2 a.m. and they'd sell you a 6 or 12 oh, pack Oh, for to go. sure. Absolutely. Well, Out the back. No so problem. Did they have, so, no, like package license no oh absolutely 100 percent. Right. no you can buy one of the frozen pizzas and it's 12 yeah. pack to go and you can continue no to party at your house that's just considerate oh absolutely that's, just, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's right it's hospitality it's I, best i like that yeah you know one of our owners has bought many a six packs there <laughs> he's gonna be very disappointed to find out there's no more smoking in there very disappointed johnny when's the last time you were there uh, i would say what like, time is it last year was oh there. really a full yeah. year yeah last year I was did there. you bring your jacket in there and did you leave it in the car I left it in the car. Yeah, you Smart. should. It's Smart. hilarious. I actually did that. Yeah. I had a nice you, coat on. And I left it in the car. You have to. You yeah. cannot bring a jacket. <laughs> That's hilarious. I actually did that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just in time for Sully's, I heard they're getting in uh, uh, gambling machines. So now that the smoking's gone, it's a perfect time to bring in gambling machines perfect. for right. addictions. That's a better clientele. Yeah. I mean, they're spending more money. That's for sure. Yeah. By the quarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. And, and they'll pay for rent. Yeah. yeah. And they can walk outside and have a happy cigarette out there. But let's not be fooled here. You know, they've yeah. been smoking on that place for like 100 years. It's going to take like 20, 30 years for the smoke to clear out. Oh, for sure. It's just going to smell even worse because new, new smoke is not going to lay over the old smoke stank. So it's just going to be this musty, crappy, shitty, like old smoke stuck to the wall smell it's gonna age. for like the next 20 years. What, what do you think the, uh, the classy massage parlor next to that is going to... Think about them upping the. They're the actually ante. Sully's is actually going to put holes in the wall, so you don't actually have to go out the door and go into the massage parlor. So glory holes are part of the price. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm sorry. I don't I know. Have said that. We're I probably not. That. <laughs> <laughs> that took so, a turn. So, That's off the cuff. <laughs> so no holes from Sully's to <laughs> the massage no. parlor. Yeah. I remember going there oh, and boy. going outside to have a smoke. Yeah. And like. Did you do seeing, one of these? Them, yeah, put like your your hands next to your eyes so you can don't no glare to look in the place because it's all like tinted black. Yeah. And this guy comes out just screaming at me. It's like one o'clock in the morning, like in this like Eastern European accent. Like, why oh, are you wow. why are you up against my glass? Get away from my glass! Yeah. You're not good shady. for me. Get away from very here. shady. I was like, I'm sorry. Strange, I just, I just, strange. You don't spot. have a sign in your. There's an open sign. It just I, says I, open. I don't, I don't know what you are. Yeah, an open just sign. Curious. That's it. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. And he goes in and tells the bartender that I'm doing that, and she's like. Yeah, you can't do that. I don't. I didn't know. And she goes, "It's okay. Yeah, just have a seat. Just don't it's do like, it again, though." Yeah. Garrett, don't you know what that is? <laughs> Thank God she didn't know me by my name. Because if that was the case, then I went there too many times. Um, oh boy! Oh boy! That was a lighter that came out of the pocket. There was the reason why I brought my phone out is because there's a new restaurant at 59, and I meant to bring this up, but I just thought of it. It's called like the Lost Dog. Hmm. You guys heard about this place? No. Chicken strips. <laughs> <laughs> no, so but the, but the, but this place is getting like huge huge reviews. Very similar to our restaurant group. Um, whoever these guys are, they're they're like young and up and coming. Let me just look this up real quick. Give me like a pause for two seconds. Chicken strip tacos. I'm so sorry. Chicken I should I should have had this loaded up. Mm-hmm. Chicken strip sandwich. So like the like the meal number one was two chicken strips, a side and a coke. Number two was three chicken strips and a side and a coke. Number three was chicken sandwich. Uh, side and a coke. Number four was the seven piece side and a coke. Eight was like the kids meal, chicken strips cut in half. Small side of like Please apples and, and, and juice. Oh my gosh! It was incredible. I was like, so. And then one was like one was like number ten was like a spicy chicken strip sandwich. 
I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I'll have the spicy chicken strip sandwich. The one oddball. So yeah. we're, back, we're back on Canes? That's the one that you want. All right, so the restaurant I was talking about, the Lazy Dog, it's on uh, Route 59 in Naperville, getting rave reviews. Where, where in? Fox Valley. Okay, because okay, that place definitely needs some re-upping over there because everything's they closed in canes. that area. All right, so they got Canes and Lazy Dog. Um, so I should have done a little bit more research, looked into it, but everybody's saying that it's fantastic. And a Hooters. Similar to, is that still there? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not, we don't need to talk about wings. We've already talked about enough chicken through Canes. I do enjoy chicken. All right, cool. Yeah. So um, we'll do a little bit more research into that, but uh, obviously this is just surface level talking about it, but they've only been open for a couple months, and people are saying some great things about it. I don't know what they're... I know that it's burger-based, but I don't know what their cocktail or beer or... Mm. Um, it's a full-service bar? Yeah, full-service bar. Cool. So Let's we'll, go. We will, we will definitely look into it more, but I'm, you know I'm sorry really I brought that up and, and didn't have the, the background on it. What's you know what's it? really close to there is Salamoth. Oh, there you go. Couple it together, right? So maybe at our brew day, go get some lunch. We don't have time. And then go to the Whiskey Fest. <laughs> With the summer months coming up, warmer weather, I thought we'd highlight a couple beers that are... We love IPAs. The Midwest loves IPAs, especially juicy, hazy IPAs that are not the traditional West Coast IPAs. So I thought we'd highlight a couple really easy drinking IPAs um, that are really good drinking for hot days as the weather starts to turn. Hope you guys don't mind that, Gary. It's very thoughtful of you. Very thoughtful. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to say compared to the West Coast, which are super, which are much more bitter. Much more bitter. Piney, bitter, um, definitely tastes like. They're more clear, too. Exactly. They don't have the haziness and that color that you're looking for, uh, or that I'm looking for in a delicious IPA. What's interesting about that is that, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. You're the beer guy. But um, you talk to a lot of. People who work at breweries, yeah. they're like, oh, I hate I, hazy IPAs. This is so stupid. I hate this face. And I'm like, but that's the reason why I'm buying two kegs from you a right. week. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I think purists, not to really dive into it, I think purists just really like the way original IPAs taste. Sure. And this is a good way for people to like adjust their palate and start liking those IPAs. So I don't want to call them surface level, but they kind of are. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I, it, they're just good tasting, good flavored, juicy IPAs that don't finish in a bitter way that most most beer drinkers don't want that bitter tasting. Obviously, if you're a hipster in Wicker Park, you're looking for the, the piniest, bitterest double IPA you can find. Yeah. It's an old granddad 114 backer. Exactly. Uh, the old $7 special at the Fox, uh, old style on very old Barton yep. on a Monday night, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But for your average drinker, especially people who are used to drinking the Coors Lights, the Miller Lights, the Bud Lights, who are trying, who, who tell you they don't like IPAs, these are the IPAs you can give them. And it might change their mind. And it goes better with food. It really does. Yeah. It's it's not going to change the way the food tastes. So the first one I got is Odell Brewing Company's Good Behavior Crushable IPA. This is uh, Odell's out of Fort Collins, Colorado. So not local, but their stuff is readily available. They're they're uh, distributed nationwide. This is a four percent IPA. It was pretty low. Very low. So session session exactly. So for Especially the listeners who don't know. Uh, sessional, a session IPA is just lower ABV, less hops, which is going to make it less IBUs, which we don't talk about as enough anymore because it's kind of gone away. Yeah. But just not so punch you in the face bitter as far as some of the, the original IPAs go. So we're going to try this one. The reason why I want to start off with this is because uh, I think the flavor is a little bit light compared to the next one. 
and I didn't want to drown this one out Perfect. with the one that we're going to have next. Sure. Not that the, the last three rumplements uh, changed my palate anyway. So, uh, so this is going to be Odell Brewing Company. What's Good rump- behavior. What's, what's rumplements? <laughs> Johnny, you want to tell us what rumplements is? Do I don't mean? think Johnny's been talking enough this episode. What do you mean? What rumplements is? A lot. He's, he looks. He looks too relaxed over there. Oh, I'm just listening to some good combo here. Perfect. Mm. Mm. But no. That's sound, some great no, pours there, but Mike. No, but no sound yeah. effects on the pours. That's okay. Sweet. So Odell Brewing Company. Good. Oh my goodness. Uh-oh. We're good. Was it the Weller? Just a special reserve. Just get, grab a straw. <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah, we're good. Sweet. So never nice. done that before. Odell Brewing Company. Good behavior. Crushable IPA. 110 calories, which is very light for a beer. Yeah. Give it a good whiff. John, did you give it a whiff, or did you just slam it over there? I'm just going right for it. I'm just going right for it here. <laughs> I, knocked, I knocked the weller into it. Garrett's distracted over here. He's cleaning up his weller, but let's have a sniff, Garrett. Yeah, it's, it smells good, right? Yeah, this is fantastic. Tropical. It smells great. Johnny, you want to describe the can? So it's an illustration of, I don't know what this is, like some sort of like judgment uh, illustration of a woman holding a judgment scale with uh, hops on either side of it. The colors are kind of straight out of like a uh, postmodern era where it's like very like muted, muted colors. So it's like a light sky blue that's more on the green side, like a sea green. You have like some tan colors in there. It kind of has some interesting uh, relief areas in it where the color that's painted on the can, there's areas where you can actually see the can coming through. So they've used like the silver color of the, uh, of the can to show some like sunshine rays coming through on it. It's kind of cool. There you go. I, that looks creative to me. Yeah. That's very descriptive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well done, Johnny. Thanks. Um, so I think the good behavior is a play on like the world courts and or like courts in general based on oh, that picture. Like you you know, got like out early for good behavior. Good behavior. Um, you're only drinking 4%. You can yeah. have a lot of them. You're being good. What's that? There's almost like a, like, a, like a devil. Yeah, there's a halo on the good. No, the, what's, the, the one what's that in our other hand? Is that the giant paddle that you use to scrape the, the grain out of oh, the whirlpool? Oh, oh yeah. it totally is. Good, good catch on that. What is that, the, the grain hoe? The grain hoe. The green no, that's no. The green hose is different. You pull it oh, out. Yes, we pull it out. What is the? That, there the is mixer. a specific uh, paddle a, mixer. Do we know the, the name of the that? Grain paddle. I like Sam. We're going with know. that. Yeah, yeah. the know. grain paddle. Sam's a professional. Just because like it. it's a woman holding a paddle doesn't mean she's a hoe, Garrett. <laughs> we'll cut that out. It is. I didn't say grain hoe. I just, I just, I just went with it. <laughs> nice, nice, Johnny. You put that together. That's that's well done. Well done. <laughs> What's the next one? All right, next one is the shoots. Ooh. Ooh. Johnny. Johnny Loves likes the, the shoots. shoots. Let's oh, get a, let's, let's get, get that. Oh my God, here we go. Let's get a sound bite of that. Point. <laughs> I don't know if somebody so, just so, pissed or. So like somebody I don't know if that was pissing or. Somebody that was, just peed know. in the sump pump. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was a mistake. It's the worst. There, usually there's like a usually there's like a glug in there. <laughs> All right, sweet. So this is the shoots. This is really good. I've had this multiple times. This is a. Uh, Deschutes Fresh Haze IPA. You've had multiple bit, times? I have. Here, you don't drink in my house with me. So Obviously don't be upset not. when you, you when should, I... You, you know how many times I'm pissed off with the with the bourbon you tell me about at your house? I don't right. get to have. Well, so let's start, like, this is the difference. <laughs> let's right? start with uh, when I have a pour or something, you have a beer or something, we should, we should trade We should just trade. All right, yeah. sweet. This is out of Bend, Oregon. Deschutes have been around forever. One of the original craft breweries, legitimately, in the 80s. This is 6.5%. Kind of middle of the road, but still almost just uh, almost a session IPA. 
but in my opinion, much more full on the flavor. And it's Odell's like, been around a long time. The shoot's been around a long time. These are two OG breweries that are kind of competing in the same area. And this is this one I, I like a little bit better without getting into it. Uh, Johnny, let's have a, a big whiff and then tell us what you're thinking. What's the threshold for a session? ABV. <laughs> I mean, Maybe over five? No, I I don't know if there's a specific category. In your, opinion, your opinion, five and a half. Okay. I mean, big, big, I, would, but, I would go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I would necessarily do anything over six. Yeah, I, I think session. five and a half, especially when you're talking about the heavier, danker beers. That's where you're at, Johnny. You just threw out a what? I don't like it, dude. You don't like it? Really? Yeah. Did you get a second sip? We get a second sip here. The color is nice and orange. The color is like a like it like is. orange juice almost. Oh, tang. It's very light. It's it's, ex- it it's extremely light to me. It's still light. That's that's the point. Yeah. Is that this is uh, once again another summer, okay. hot weather IPA that you can drink that because of the citrus kind of knocks it down on. A, I don't know. I don't get the I P. Not, I don't get the I the P or the A out of this. <laughs> but I <right>, so <laughs> it gets an F. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting any fruit. I don't know. What about you guys? You guys get fruit? The, what does it taste? I'm, I'm not is getting too much fruit, but I'm definitely getting like some kind of floral. I actually like the brighterness of the first one a little bit better. I feel like there's a little more fruit. Cool. And if I'm going to drink this style of beer, that's just kind of what I want out of it. I don't think this is bad like whatsoever. I right. I think it's pretty tasty. But as far as like my goal with drinking this style of beer, it's not really hitting all the mm. marks. Cool. That's nice. a great comment. This one I feel gives me a little more like um, extra saliva in the mouth, okay. a little more like mm. thicker spit mouth feel. And I think that I would rather drink six of the first one at a party than six of these. I'm trying to be a little bit more objective when we talk about these beers. And I don't think that okay. you bringing these in is a bad idea. Right. And then it's it, these are the beers that are be crushable in the summer that I'm we probably gonna buy both drink. of these. Perfect. Keep them in the house. In Get summer better be coming quick. Real quick. Real quick, I'm ready. Kill that coronavirus. Oh boy, there it is. Johnny there's, the fir- there's the How first. How far drop. did we get in the podcast before we talked about Like that. an hour. Johnny, like an hour. That's solid. Johnny wants his son to That's be out longer so he uh, can stop going to the tanning booth so much. We haven't talked about that at all, too, because we need to re up that conversation. So I don't know if you listened to the Sam, I don't know if you listened to the episode a couple times ago, a couple episodes ago. So we did New Year's resolutions. We at least talked about John's. Episode yeah. 24, John says that he wants to um, be. More haircuts every two weeks. More oh, health conscious. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, this, the more yes. health conscious. Yeah. Is, was, I think that was the word that you used, right? Yeah. yeah. Something of that nature. Yeah. And, and the things that made him, would make him more health conscious is more tanning and yeah. more haircuts. And yeah, ba- and every, every two weeks. I yeah, think that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did just listen to that yeah. episode. So yeah. it's, my, it's one of my favorite conversations we've ever had. That was fantastic. <laughs> so good. What's even better is that we did the same conversation the year prior on one of our very first podcasts and he said um almost exact same thing uh with less drinking but, but with food and less drinking yeah, yeah food and less drinking now doing something about it is another it's thing a whole other thing let's have some more rumplements yeah <laughs> all right uh to wrap up beer review you good know beers. Good, good beers, beers. good mm-hmm. good solid beers for what they are nothing blew us out of the water but we're not dogging them and we're definitely um, not, not going to order them. Exactly. So, uh, like I said, just for the season and, and what's coming up, these are crushable IPAs that you can drink on the regs and uh, not get too messed up, which is what we're trying to do. All right, sweet. <laughs> so this is the reason why we're here. Our boy Sam from Cody Road 
Hello, this is why hello. Sam's here. Yes, this is why Sam's here. I'm here because I want to hang out with all my buddies, including Sam. Yes. Perfect, perfect. But this is the creme de la creme of this episode. Absolutely. Really excited to have Sam uh, come on and tell us about another local distillery in the Midwest, um, which is what we like to feature. So, uh, Sam, take it away. Tell us a little bit about your distillery, and uh, let's try some of your products. Awesome, you guys. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me here. Like This has been so much fun, and I love having a good hang and having some good whiskey with some good people. Oh, yeah. So, cool. just a real quick kind of background about our distillery uh we were founded in 2010 uh, by ryan and garrett perchette two local iowa boys that wanted to start making some different spirits and whiskeys and things and great names yes it sounds yes, like very, whiskey boys yeah. dude very <laughs> iowa very yeah it's america <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> You can cut that out. No, <laughs> no I, I like that. I keep it in. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> but we were uh, founded in 2010 by Ryan and Garrett Perchette. And what, uh, what they wanted to do is really um, create something that really highlighted the agriculture and, you know, what, what Iowa is kind of known for, which is having some of the best grain in the world. And one of the things that they could do with it is make some amazing whiskey. So that's exactly what they've done. We actually run an entirely grain-to-glass operation. And what that means is that we are not sourcing any juice. We are not using large bags of flour to make anything. We're actually partnering with local farms all within 25 miles of the distillery. And we're actually bringing in raw grain, milling it ourselves. And then that mill feeds right into our mash tank. So it kind of works like buying whole bean coffee, grinding it yourself, and then making a fresh pot right there. That's the same concept. And the first uh, spirit we're going to try is our rye, and this is my personal favorite. Ooh, right nice. Here. Oh, starting out so, yeah, so, mm-hmm. so tell we're us about it out, then. So this is made from 95% rye, 5 malt. This is 80 proof. We actually get rye from a farm in Fulton, Illinois. So this is Illinois rye that we're drinking right here. And uh, our farmer actually grows rye for cereal. So most of his stuff ends up at like General Mills and you know, other companies like that, but he lets us have a little bit to make some amazing whiskey. Cool. He's like, yeah, you can have this, like, couple bags. Yes. Do it. Do what <laughs> yeah. you want, you. Exactly. Coolins. Oh, for sure. Cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 Yeah. There you go. I like that. Oh, I love that. That's smooth. It's really it's, smooth. It's not crazy dry. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bite your face off. I mean, it doesn't turn your mouth into a desert. You can really kind of keep drinking. It's got a great bouquet of, you know, a little bit floral. I almost get like a little kind of grassy thing happening sure. in the middle. Um, you still get all that complex spice, and you can just kind of keep drinking it. What did you say the proof on this is? This is 80. That's that's low for a rye, isn't it? It yeah, is. very much. Yeah, which makes it a little bit more approachable. It, it definitely does. Spe- we, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, I was just going to say that uh, one of the things that we do at our distillery is that we, we try to kind of showcase the local agriculture. So a lot of our whiskeys are going to be a little more grain forward than most other craft spirits or just kind of whiskeys in general. And we kind of use that as a vehicle to set ourselves apart from everything else that's on the shelf. That's very cool. I'm not sure I would want to even like mix this with anything. I, I usually don't. I, I think I'm, the flavor yeah. showcases itself. And um, I would drink this on a cube probably just to like let let it like ease out a little bit. Um, but for my, my palate, that's that's really good. I think it would make a great old fashioned. I think that the, the, the there's a nice like rye spice in the back end that will help come through the orange and the the simple or the simple syrup or the sugar that you're using in your old fashioned. I think this comes through in a great old fashioned. I that's how I've been selling it. It's been doing just fine. 
in general and like smaller craft distilleries, I think that the rye usually is the better better product than the bourbon in general. Why um, is that? That's an interesting why is observation. That? Yeah. yeah. Because I think that a lot of times that when you're making bourbon as a craft distillery, you're you're forcing your product out sooner rather than late, than it should be. Then a lot of times it tastes like you're sucking on a cob of corn. What's wrong with that? Diving into <laughs> is that like putting yourself in a Maker's Mark bottle, or is that no, no, no. A, is that a little bit different? I've never I mean, been in a Maker's Mark bottle, but I want to be in the water. But you wanted to be in that lake. Yeah, I yeah, remember. Sure. yeah. But, but you said yeah. it would be yeah. like being in a it Maker's Mark like bottle. So the sucking on a corner cob, being in a Maker's Mark bottle, where's that like? But that the sucking on the cob is being on the outside of it. I want to be inside of it. If I could be inside the cob of corn. Wow. I got you. Yeah. Wow. In a lake. Yeah. yeah. In a lake. <laughs> Down by the river. <laughs> I think that so when you when, when you're when you're young when you're younger bourbon, I think that you get a lot more of that corn cob taste. For whereas sure. if in a rye you don't get that. So I think a lot of craft distilleries their rye starts off being the better product mm. because you don't taste necessarily the young of the whiskey. So you're not relying on the age of the oak. Of the oak to make it, to turn the flavor. Because sure, I think most of us, when we drink bourbon, we're, we're comparing everything to something from Kentucky. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're comparing yeah. it to Makers, you're comparing it to Jim Beam, even that's whatever, and then you're comparing it to Heaven Hill, and you're comparing it to Wild Turkey and Buffalo Trace. Right. So like, those are like super oak vanilla forward. And so then when you taste a younger... Midwest distillery, their bourbon is going to taste more like corn mm. because of the predominant uh, grain. Sure. So I think a lot of times the rye uh, will mask some of that like uh, oakiness to you get the more of the flavor. And this is good. I think it's Thanks. really good. And I think we talk about this a lot of times. If it tastes good, you should drink it. Absolutely. Yeah. And this tastes good, and then drink it. Yeah. That's a great start. What do you got next? Yeah. So next, I think we should do maybe some single barrel bourbon. Yeah. Okay. Is that one this in the middle? I'm just nope. along for the ride. No, the, Johnny, the what's your thoughts? So, I'm just up for drinking in general, so <laughs> pour it. Awesome. Pour it and we'll drink it. I, I do like the size of these pours based on... Uh, there it is. Nice sound effects. <laughs> where, were, where were these Glen Caring glasses before where you couldn't put the wind pop in there? The windscreen. The windscreen. <laughs> windscreen. We, we definitely needed these uh, when we were doing the Pappy. Yeah, I messed that one up. So what do we got here? So this one, this is our single barrel bourbon, which is uh, 105 proof. This is made from 70% corn, 20 wheat, 10 barley. There's no rye in this whatsoever. It's a it's a wheater, so it's going to be a little on the sweeter side. Nice. But uh, it I, also means softer too. It for sure. And uh, I poured the single barrel because I I feel like this one's got a little bit more smoke to it. It's got a little more complexity than our our flagship. Um, our flagship is our top seller, and it's delicious. But I, I think this one's got a little more interesting character to it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, we're, yeah, you can I cheers. Like it. Let's I cheers it every it. time. Absolutely. Cheers. Yes. Johnny's got go-go gadget arms every yeah. time we're doing cheers. That's freaking delicious. This one's got lots of butter on it, which I like, too. Who doesn't like, <clears> if you don't like butter, yeah. I'm not sure I can be your yeah, friend. Exactly. What I like about this is it kind of, like, ramps up. Mm-hmm. And then just like mellows out. Yeah, like you get that like initial, mm, kind of puckers the back of your you know your throat. But oh, then for as soon, sure. But then as soon as it goes down though, it's like it's e- gone. It's even keel. Yeah. You know, how old is this? So all of these go into thirty gallon barrels, and I'm I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I did kind of want to. Johnny, get in- where were you on that question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I I did want to get into Michael. this because we were. 
we were talking about how when people think about bourbon, they are obviously comparing it to Kentucky because yeah. that's it's Kentucky's spirit is standard where right? it came from. It it has been a, a standard, but now with the the craft movement getting bigger and people are starting to do different things and different distillation processes, different barreling processes, all this different stuff. Technically, people are still putting out bourbon, but it's not made in that Kentucky style. Mm. So all of these, actually, all of our whiskeys go in, into the barrel at a little bit lower proof. I believe uh, on the Maker's Mark episode, they were saying that yep. that their stuff goes in at like 110. Yeah. So this is going in at like 105. Mm. And then our rye actually goes in a little bit lower than that. And, and that's actually purposefully done because... We like the different uh, flavor profiles that we get with having a little more water in there to begin with, as opposed to diluting later to bring it down to proof, where when it comes out of the barrel and we just have to dilute it down a little bit to get it to our flagship proof or our single barrel proof, that you get a little more truer expression of what's in our barrel in particular. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we're using smaller barrels, so we have a little more flexibility with that. But I was curious, I wanted to ask you guys, like, when you were judging bourbon, I mean, is there kind of like my beer question, is there like a gold standard that you're like holding it to? Or is it a little more contextual than that? Or Man, I, I, this is the first guest we've ever had um, that has asked us multiple <laughs> yeah, questions. No, but this is good, though. I, I, I want to know. No, I'm just but, curious. Um, once again, for us, it's more contextual. Okay. Everybody's palate's different. My 10 is different than Garrett's 10. Garrett, what's your 10 on bourbon? Uh, Eagle Rare 17. Mine's Weller Snap. CYPB. Johnny, what's yours? Uh, attainable 10 is Blanton's. See? Possible attainable 10. Okay. okay. Possibly attainable Blanton's. Okay. What? But you it's have. Been, it's been pretty attainable for you recently. <laughs> I know, but thanks to you guys. Oh, so you're just throwing some <laughs> underhanded shit over here. If I was outside of here. this circle, I'd be eating shit on the sidewalk. <laughs> so I, I, I think, like I said, everybody's palate's different. It, for it's sure. It's really catering to our listeners educating them to discern what their 10 is you know what i mean like what i guess we've never talked about this but we're encouraging them to figure out if they're whiskey drinkers if they're beer drinkers find out what your best one is and then kind of compare from there so by you bringing these questions up that this kind of like imposes a whole nother context for us to be honest with you because we've never talked about what our 10 is have we ever rated anything 10 out of a 10 in, no. in the podcast? We've, no. I've, I've talked about what my 10 is compared to the Pappy 15 that we did. Right. Okay. But, but so. But that's a brief two right. seconds. Right. So going back to what you were talking about, uh-huh. we don't have okay, cool. the gold standard. The gold I'll, standard is what you, what you like the most based on your own palate. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a sipping social 10. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. No, I was, I was just kind of curious because like what... I work a lot of different, you know, trade shows and I do, I, I, I'm pitching this all the time. And one thing I do run into is people comparing us to, you know, Kentucky whiskeys. And there are lots of Kentucky whiskeys that I love. Um, I mean, just to throw one out there, I mean, I suppose like my 10 would probably be Woodford Reserve mm-hmm. in, okay. that, in that fashion, because that just kind of holds a special place in my heart for other reasons as well. That's yeah. great. Dude. Um, but then like, as far as what's been happening the last, you know, at least with our distillery the last 10 years or so as craft is like kind of getting bigger. Do you guys think? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Just get yeah. a little bit just bigger. Just a scotch. Yeah. <laughs> there just, it is. Just, there it is. We did it. <laughs> um, do How do you guys think that, how do, how do you think craft is going to evolve just the landscape of bourbon in general? Do you think it's going to 
always kind of be like at odds with the Kentucky whiskeys is like as has been my kind of personal experience with it or do you think at some point they're gonna kind of like try to mirror each other a little bit or even like kind of work with each other or the first thought that comes to my mind is craft distilleries have an easier way to make creative new things than massive distilleries do um, time is on your side. I think, I think like as time goes, you're going to have the ability to sort of process things in a different way as you go along, but you have the ability to create really cool new things that those guys can and time on your side, meaning like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to barrel something for a particular yeah. amount of time, if you can make it through and get to that point, you know, where you got, you know, stuff coming out three, you know, five, whatever years, but you have that ability to do something cool with it as well. For sure. People just, are going to look for that. Just and it opens a lot of doors. I, I will say this, that it seems like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the craft distilling world was really oh, yeah. at odds. Oh, yeah. Almost non-existent. Exactly. Yeah. And, and now, I'm not saying that they're creeping up with the big boys, but they've at least made enough waves that they know about you guys. And with their you know, local, shopping local, drinking local, like you said, farm to bottle, farm to glass, you know, like all those things, that's becoming more prevalent. So while being located in the Midwest, we're not that far from Kentucky, we have access to the be- major right. market. It's, it's, it's a, a major market. very interesting space that we occupy here. It is. As far as whiskey goes. Absolutely. Sure. And, absolutely. It's, and it is, over, you know, relatively new. I mean, yeah. yes. In the, yes. in the scope. In the yeah. scope, in the of, scope of things, right? Absolutely. In the scope of whiskey. So it, it's interesting in 20 years from now, all these craft distilleries that are, that are popping up, Right. What are they going to be doing Where 10 they're years be from at? now, yeah. right. 15 years from now? It's very interesting. I, I, think, awesome. I think that there's a place for both. You want the big names that have a little bit more clout. For you, sure. You might pay a little bit less, and that's okay. But if you want something that's specialized, local, you're talking about grains from Iowa, grains from Illinois. We've interviewed multiple people, um, and I can run down the list of our all-local distilleries, Garrett too. They all do things differently than the, the way they do it in Kentucky. And I For think sure. that that gives them, I don't want to say an upper hand, but just like John was saying, you guys have an opportunity to try new things without being kind of just, I don't want to say, um, looked down we're, upon. We're, we're kind of, I, I kind of feel like we're almost held to a different standard. Sure. A little bit. Like people tend to compare us to Kentucky as, as just like a frame of reference, which is uh, understandable. Gotta They've been happen. doing it forever. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like what we are doing is just a it is a little bit different than what kentucky is is doing and it's uh it for me personally it's been really interesting like ask people these questions and just kind of you know just get different feedback from people see how people react to different stuff and i really i mean that's probably one of the best parts of my job is just talking to people about this maybe you you should have a podcast dude (laughs) (laughs) i'd I'd rather just come on your guys podcast (laughs) so i do think i'm gonna chime in on on all this has been like all this idea is brewing my head so 10 years ago and i think through the past 10 years People have a whiskey that they drink. Like the, I, I like Woodford, or yep. I like Makers, or I like this, and that's their go-to. And then they're willing to go to places like Social or Maze or any other place that has other whiskey and be hand-sold a different product, a craft distiller right. like yourself or a journeyman or a few. And so then that kind of opens a the world. They're like interested in whiskey. This is my staple. I'm open to this. So they're being hand-sold these products. I think over the next ten years people are going to say, well, yeah, that used to be what I used to drink. Mm-hmm. This, I used to be a Jack guy, or I used to be a Woodford guy. 
but now I'm a Cody Road or I'm a few or right. a journeyman guy because I like the things that I like this product that they've made and they've they've been taught that over over the bar, not over a commercial right. or over an ad they saw. Oh, um, that that is I feel like that so is so I, much more impactful. I think great, what's I think what's gonna right happen there, I think what's gonna great happen point. ten years from now is that people are gonna be I'm a this craft distillery and Maker's Mark calls themselves craft distillery now and I don't know if I believe that and I and I hope that Cody Road calls himself as craft distillery 10 years now and I'm not going to believe that either yeah. right because <laughs> you're going to be so big and like so impactful like I'm a Cody Road drinker uh, teach me something for so, sure well, I think that's the direction where we're going and I couldn't be more excited why not well and what's nice about whiskey drinkers that are not scotch or Irish whiskey drinkers yeah I'm talking about bourbon and rye drinkers specifically they want to try new things you know what I mean like a, a scotch drinker he's got his brand Glenlivet, McAllen, mm-hmm. Glenfiddich, Irish Irish whiskey drinkers, they have their brand. Jameson, Tellamore Dew. Captain and Coke. Rumpelmint. Rumpelmint's course light. But you know what I mean? Like bourbon drinkers, they want to try the new stuff. and um, They're willing to be hanseled. Exactly. And, and if you get them in that, that, that point where you're like, hey, we got something local that's delicious that is going to be up against the big boys, and it might cost a dollar more. But you know you're supporting local, and mm-hmm. you know where it's coming from specifically. Like I'll try anything. I'll try anything new for a dollar more. Exactly. Hell exactly. Yeah. So you take that to the bank, Johnny. Now, <laughs> well, we put that on our barrels. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> each one of them got in sharpie. I, honestly, I think in general, like consumers, especially young consumers, are always looking for something different, anyways. So they're not going to go to the norm. For yeah. sure. And I want to go back right. to what Johnny said, that you've got the ability to do something different. These guys who who um, are saying, we can't deviate from what we've been making because we've got all these drinkers who say, I only drink Jack. So they can't deviate from what they're doing. Maybe Maker's Mark only makes one specific uh, yeast strain or one specific uh, mash bill for every single barrel. They, right. they can't be any different where any other craft distillery can do fun, different things. We don't, and, it's, and, yeah. it's, and it allows you guys... Because you don't have a 30-year following of someone drinking only your product to try something new, to do something different, to grab attention from people who are interested in trying different or new things. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate you guys answering these questions. Like, And the, I feel like this is kind of a perfect forum to... Well, it pisses you know, me off at the bar when they're like, no, I don't want to try that. I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's, it's the same price. I'm going to yeah. try something different. Anyway. I, well, and especially when it comes to this, these products, you know, I wish that customers would be a little bit more heavily relied, relying upon their bartenders to be like, hey, you know, like. But I also you, get it. There's a lot of shitty bartenders out there, right? I, I get that. But when you walk into our establishments. Yeah. Wait, it, so let's, just let's, let's specify on, that. Let's narrow right, that down. Right, when you it. walk into our, well, <laughs> our I, well, no, that's that's real because, you know? As far, you know, when I, as far as my job is concerned and I, I look at, you know, my list of different accounts and things and. You know, I know, you know, if certain people pick things up that it might just kind of sit there right. and no one's going to touch it. Right. But if it goes into like one of, you know, your guys' establishments, I know that there's going to be people behind the bar that are going to at least know, you know, at minimum a few bullet points about it to at least, you know, convey how it separates itself from everything else on your shelf. You know, why maybe you chose it for a cocktail or why it's in a flight or whatever. And they're going to provide the you know, your guests with some sort of educational experience while, while like kind of, you know, enlightening them as far as like their palate and just so they know what else is out there too. Totally. You know, 
we've been talking about a, a lot a lot about whiskey. What, we, what are we going to try mad. next? I got so mad. What are we What are we going to try next? So What's next? I think we should do a new one. Oh, okay. And speak. I mean, in the theme of what we were just talking about, right? Let's yeah, try something yeah. new. Look, we're going to try something new. So, in the spirit of of craft distilleries, kind of being able to have a little more creative freedom and not have like the, I think they called it guardrails on the Maker's Mark podcast. Yeah. He was talking about how they have guard, guardrails and stuff. Yeah. So we don't have a guardrail as far as uh, our barrel finishes. And this particular Cody Road is brand new. It's called Cody Road X. We were able to acquire some Casadores and Yeho barrels. Ooh, nice. And then That's some good sound effects right there. Mm-hmm. Get that pour sound, Garrett. Get that pour sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, Let's that's try it nice. Again. It's light. It's light. Go ahead. I think MC's a little light over here. Oh, light. Sounds delicious. These pours are getting three inches high. Oh, that's that's, that's what she said. We're just doing it for the sound effects. It's all it's all for it's the all pod. for the effects. Cody Road exper- <laughs> experimental. What are, what are we yes. working with here? So so this is the first in what's going to be an ongoing series, where we are going to experiment with different barrel finishes. Hmm. And for our inaugural installment, we've uh, acquired some Casadores and Yeho barrels that we've thrown our bourbon into to do a, a nice finish. And interesting note about the barrel as well is that before Casadores had it, they actually got the barrel from a winery that had Sauvignon Blanc in it. Oh, wow. So there's going to be a little, there's going to be some kind of... Some tannins in there? Some funk. It should be in there? Yeah. Oh, Cheers. Boy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> What's uh? Do you know the winery? <laughs> I do not know the winery. I'm assuming I'm it's assuming not some Cooper's Hawk, Mike. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> shut up, Chad. Shut up. I mean, Sauvignon Blanc it could be New Zealand too. I don't know. It's well, possible. I don't know if New Zealand barrel ages their Sauvignon Blancs or not. Us- I thought those are usually uh, mm. uh, metal. That's really yeah, good. There, I like this. That's really good. It's got a brightness that most whiskey does not have. Oh, I love that. That's good. Obviously, none of you guys know, but Sam and I have become friends over the past three years. Samoan um, brothers? Definitely Samoan brothers. Yeah. Uh, we have tribal and, tattoos together. And, and Thin Mint brothers, too. That's <laughs> what does that mean again? <laughs> that you both like the same kind of girls' cup cookie. Perfect. That's the, great, that's the best way you could put that. Um, yes. Does it mean you ate the same cookie? <laughs> it means that we both dived into the same just box and didn't, just cr- didn't stop just, until just it was empty. Crushing you, cookies. you had to say the same box. Just crushing, <laughs> just crushing cookies over here. Um, he brought a sample of this with him. And uh, I think I was like halfway through a quarter ounce, and I was like, "Yes, I'll have." Uh, wh- what can you send me? This is really good. And I think you were allowed to send me two bottles, and I took all two of them. Wow! Can I ask you a couple questions about this? Yeah, of course. How long is it aged in the tequila barrels? If you know, I I believe this one was ten months. Okay. Do you know how long it was in the wine barrels prior to you getting? I do not have that. I would say and most of okay. those are like nine months less, about a year, yeah. maybe less. Yeah, yeah. About the same time yeah. as. I really enjoyed the first two products. I think this is heads and shoulders above the first yeah. two products. So you love the rye? I do. Our Cody Road rye is actually what made me just fall in love with the distillery itself in general. Like that was kind of like my gateway into it. Okay. And then I was lucky enough to be able to work for them. Not afterwards. the fact that you had to drive all the way to Iowa to go back that, to that's home true. base. <laughs> um, yes. And I think the single barrel, I think we all thought was really, really good. Mm-hmm. This is. This is dynamite. Is it? Is this readily available to our I'm, listeners, or yeah, can you only I mean, get this you, Maze and Mash? If you, I was at Benny yeah, today. I saw it. Definitely go to. We'll definitely go to Maze and Mash and get it. Well, or for sure. Yeah. Um, Start there. Benny's 
Benny's has uh, an allotment, and once that's out, then that's it's gone. So it's, that's it. Once it's gone, it's gone. Once it's gone, it's How gone. Much, what does this go for at Benny's? So one of the coolest parts about this is that it's actually line price with our flagship bourbon. What? So this is on the shelf for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. yeah. For thirty bucks, you can get this bottle yep. at Benny's. Yes, you can. I'd buy it. I was going to do it I'm last. Going tomorrow. I was going to do it tomorrow. last week. I'm going tomorrow. I'll get you who's coming. Yeah. Seriously, who wants a bottle? I'm going tomorrow. You're two hours from the underground studio here in Wheaton. Yes. What took you're, you so long to get here? You're two hours and 45 <laughs> minutes from Chicago, um, all the way out in uh, LeClaire, Iowa. I want to talk about like your, your cocktail house and your distillery that you guys have out there. For it sure. kind of seems like an interesting place to visit because um, it's not just a tasting room. It seems like you guys are doing more things than that there. Very much so. You're doing a lot of things online, too, a lot of virtual tastings, I've heard, which is kind of an interesting thing. I've never heard of that before. A virtual tasting? Yeah, a virtual tasting. I looked this up online on the website. <laughs> they, they, um, so you basically put, what you do is you buy... Put the goggles on? You, you buy, no, you buy like the bottle or, or two. You, you, know, connect, you yeah. connect with you guys. You buy right. whatever right. bottles you want, and then you can pair that with like stuff you can mix it with. And then you have a virtual, basically, like on your Skype on TV at home or something with like people, and you can talk to the distillery and have this like virtual tasting, which is kind of interesting. I've never really? heard of that before. Virtual tasting? Um, that's actually the first I've heard of it. But <laughs> full disclosure, yeah. um, <laughs> the question master strikes again. <laughs> All right, we'll I, skip think, that. I think that was actually something that we it, we did a while ago, well, and it's just like kind of so. I, 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 have a, I actually have a few questions like that. So Garrett and Ryan, I want to look it up. So Garrett and Ryan, they're brothers, right? Are they like they are. are they just thinking of these ideas and they kind of you know throw it out there? Like you guys have um, you not only you have a custom whiskey program where you can like actually we design do. your own whiskey. I right? do want to talk to you about that. Okay. And you got a whiskey school. We and do. I heard that, like, when you buy a bottle, you can look up the tasting notes for that specific batch that you bought. You you can definitely do that, and it, it'll actually tell you more. It'll tell you who the farmers are, where their farms are located, who distilled it, who bottled it. If we blew something up in the distillery that day, that's on there too. That's, that's happened, awesome. That's happened a couple times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's an non-disclosure agreement that I'm not sure about. Farm. Dude, that's where that smoke dude, comes we're, from. We're we're very transparent, and the information that's you cool. can get, and all of that, and I, I mean, and that's all just to you know bring people more into the experience, and you have a deeper connection with what you're buying. Well, and plus, once you um, go through something like that, whether it's a, the non-existent virtual uh, reality uh, tasting, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the thrown on the website. See if anybody sticks. Exactly. For sure. No, but I, but I all those things that. though those resonate with uh, your customers, yeah. the people who try your stuff, and when they mm-hmm. when they see that stuff. So I mean, and uh, that that's awesome that John brought that up. No, that I, I appreciate you doing that, and and all that stuff too, is uh, is is kind of a different part of the company as a whole. Whereas I'm more on the brand side, where I'm out there, you know telling people the story of Cody Road and then, you know, our vodkas, gins, and then cordials and stuff that we do as well. And then back home at the distillery, they're right off the interstate. And so we get a lot of tourist traffic as well. And that's good. You know, when you first open a distillery, it's kind of a tough thing to be like, oh, we're not going to sell any whiskey for a while. Mm -hmm. And so you got to do stuff that gets people in Mm -hmm. and gets people excited, gets people engaged and interested. And I mean, they really hit that out of the park uh, to begin with. And that was before I had anything to do with the distillery. The house experience. Um, exactly. Yeah. 
And so I was fortunate enough to come in at a time when their brand was very, very seated, you know, at least in the Chicago area and then, you know, other parts of the Midwest. And so I, I had a great baton to grab and help build the brand from there. Um, and then develop relationships like, you know, with Garrett and other people along the way. And so the, uh, whilst I've been doing that, the uh, distillery never really stopped uh, innovating. And so eventually we, uh, you know, originally just had a tasting room. And then now we have a bar where you can go and get a cocktail and actually you can get one of like 25 cocktails, you know, that's on our menu. We have a great cocktail list over there. Do different tours, different focus tours. We're starting to do you know, custom whiskeys now, like you mentioned, you know, we have a couple, be it from different companies or just like groups of friends that are like, we should have our own whiskey. And then they come in and give us a mash bill and then we make the whiskey. That's awesome. I, I, mean, I feel like that's almost like you have to have that type of thing, like mm-hmm. at your establishment, like a, a destination. If you're in the area, like you want to make people stop in and, and try it. Oh, for right? sure. For sure. I mean, you have all these people around you anyways. Right? If you have a distillery mm-hmm. and you don't have a bar, get out of my life. Yeah, <laughs> like I, know. I want to be able to try it. Yeah, I want to be able to sit down and what, talk uh, to somebody about what it. What distilleries have you been to that are local that don't have a bar? Well, they're closed now. Oh, yeah, boy, all, all of them. Oh, snap. We just that's talked about this. Oh, that's boy. not true. Oh, not boy. We start bringing up names. The Fox yeah. Fox River Distillery. Well, they're that's, closed. That's one of them. Yeah, T's yeah. and P's of we, them. We've we've been at some other local distilleries that don't have bars. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. What the what the f. Right. Is this how we're going to wrap it up? Yes. Because I feel like we're like getting we're to done. The, we're we're okay. getting to the wrap. This so, is really good. Sam, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you guys so much. Uh, anything? Any last plugs you want to throw in for Cody Road as far as um, your establishment and the products you throw out? Yeah, yeah. So please uh, look for Cody Road whiskeys in your you know local establishments, uh, grocery stores, liquor stores, Maze and Mash, all that Maze and Mash. Burger social. social coming soon. Burger social. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, obviously, uh, Benny's and local bottle shops. Um, on social media, we are at MR Distilling or Mr. Distilling uh, to make it a little bit easier. And, uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, Insta, all that good stuff. Come check us out. Cool. You know, free free tours. We've got our cocktail lounge in the distillery. We're, you know, roughly two hours from here. So come, come hang. Sounds great. I'll be there. Johnny's ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Johnny's already picking up the truck. Let's go. I'm ready to booze and Sip, buy antiques. Sippy. Yes. Chatty <laughs> wants to buy your Coca-Cola sign. <laughs> well, it'll be $5,000. And <laughs> All right. Well, I had a great time. Garrett, did you have a good time today? This is amazing. A great time. Sam, did yeah, you have a good time? I, I had an amazing time. Thank you guys so much for everything. I, I really, this just felt like a, a nice hang with some friends, so I cool. really appreciate it. It'll be 10 bucks awesome. for the you. pizza. That's Johnny, how are you feeling? I don't know. I got two hours and ten minutes of editing. I'm looking at this fucking clock here. We're five weeks of before this episode released. I was supposed to be home 45 minutes That's ago. Fine. This That's is fine. we haven't been off the rails this much in a long time. In a long time. And first of all, thank listeners, you. thank you so much for joining us. Thank check you. out the Instagram page. Check out the Facebook page. Follow us. Tell your friends about us. Check out Cody Road. We love hanging out with you guys. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great night. Be good to each other. Wash your hands. Cheers. Cheers. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. 
A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Are we, are we recording, Jen? Yep. No, here we go. We're going to go. Oh, we got Rumples. Oh, my Clinky. God. Clinky. This is the last Jeez. Rumples. This is the last Rumples. And then I'm on beer. Yeah, and Cody yeah, Road. We, we can do it. We got to do one.